Coming up on Catherine Ruinala. But you and I have been invited to a banqueting table in the presence of the curse. In the presence of the enemy, we have been given a banqueting table of blessing and it is accessed by faith. So now anything in my life that looks like it's not a blessing is not something that I have to tolerate anymore, but something that I am invited into by faith to, to the divine exchange of curse for blessing. nothing that the Lord can't do. God wants us to dream big dreams because Christ in you wants to touch the world around you. This isn't my doing. This isn't something I've earned. It's the goodness of God. It's the grace of God. And I believe that I am now anointed and qualified, not because I've earned it, not because of what I've done, but because of what Jesus has done. Today with Catherine Ruinala. Well, I have a word for you that the Lord has been brewing in my heart, and I wanted to share it with you. You know, the Bible talks about how God, in the beginning, God, it was God, it was all about Him, and then He created the earth. And I was studying Genesis while I was on holiday, the book of Genesis, and in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And he spoke, he said, let there be light. And there was light and the light was separated from the darkness and there was night and day. And, and realizing then actually he didn't create the sun until four days later. You think, what's that about? Well, he put the sun in the sky and the moon in the sky, but he was the light filling everything. And and he created male and female in his image. And the very first thing that is recorded that God did was to bless them. This heart of God toward us. He, he, you, are, you and I are the object of his affection. It is his great privilege, his great delight and his pleasure to have fellowship with us. And he says that for the joy set before him, Jesus endured the cross. And the joy that was set before him was that you and I would once again be able to be in fellowship with him, to walk and talk with him without fear and without any separation. And this is the good news of the gospel. And in this Christmas season, I, my, I've got a clock on the mantelpiece that at Christmas time, I just flick a, flick a switch and it plays Christmas carols on the hour. And, um, and one of the carols that goes around is, Joy to the world, the Lord is come. And you know, me being music teacher, I know all the verses to all the carols. I just love Christmas carols. And so it shuts me off and I'm singing all the verses. No more let sin and sorrows grow, nor thorns infest the ground. He comes to make his blessings known, far as the curse is found, far as the curse is found. Far as, far as the curse is found. And reading Genesis and singing this carol, I began to think about the blessing and the curse and the, the, the reality of what this means. What is this? What is this carol singing about? 
It's a beautiful carol, uh, not written as a Christmas carol, actually, but written uh, by Isaac Watts back in the 1700s. But it is good theology, hallelujah. It's about redemption, the blessing of redemption. It's scripture and, um, and about the second coming and about the glory of God. But it, it talks about the joy of our salvation. And you know, the good news of the gospel, the reason we celebrate Christmas is because God himself humbled himself as a man and came into the earth. And I want to read a scripture to you um, from Galatians chapter 6. Praise the Lord. Verse 6, it says here, Consider Abraham. He believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. Abraham, the father of faith. Understand then that those who believe are children of Abraham. It doesn't mean you have to be Jewish. Anyone who has faith in God, faith in the Lord Jesus, is a child of Abraham. Hallelujah. A child of faith. Um, the scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and announce the gospel in advance to Abraham. All nations will be blessed through you. So that those who have faith are blessed, say blessed, blessed, along with Abraham, the man of faith. All who rely on observing the law are under a curse. For it is written, cursed is everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of the law. Clearly, no one is justified before God by the law because the righteous will live by faith. The law is not based on faith. On the contrary, the man who does these things will live by them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus so that by faith we might receive the promise. Such an amazing, amazing thing. You know, the, the blessing of God was what Adam and Eve were walking in, what they were experiencing. The authority that they, they, as they lived under his authority, they had authority and they had confidence and they lived under the blessing of God. And then when they chose, instead of having God as their Lord, when they chose instead to follow the enemy, they came under, and the whole earth came under the one that they put in charge. And he was evil, and all the blessing became a curse. But God has made a way, hallelujah, to redeem us from the curse. And, but all the way through the Old Testament, you see God he hasn't given up on the people. His blessing being released to those who had faith in him. And we, we look at it and it's a fascinating study as you look at that. If you actually look up all the blessings in scripture, there's over 40 different specific blessings that are explicitly written about that are available to those who have faith in him. But under the new covenant, it's no longer conditional on whether we fulfill the law but it is available by humbling ourselves and believing in faith that Jesus himself became a curse so that we could become blessed. Hallelujah. To live in the blessing of the Lord. But as I've been singing this, far as the curse is found, far as the curse is found, it goes round and round in my head. I've been thinking about it. 
what, what is this? I mean, I still have bindies in my grass. No more let's in or sorrows grow, no thorns infest the ground. Well, I still have bindies. What's going on? I don't like those prickles. Tom sprays the ground, but you know, there's still some prickles. So the curse is still around. We still live in a fallen world. But you and I have been invited to a banqueting table in the presence of the curse. In the presence of the enemy, we have been given a banqueting table of blessing. And it is accessed by faith. So now anything in my life that looks like it's not a blessing is not something that I have to tolerate anymore but something that I am invited into by faith to, to the divine exchange of curse for blessing. Where the Bible says, forget not all his benefits. He forgives all our iniquities. He heals all our diseases. If you're struggling with a sickness or pain or injury, many are the afflictions of the righteous. The enemy hates you. It's not because you've done something wrong that you're sick. It's because the enemy hates you. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him from them all. If you're wondering, what did I do to become sick? Well, maybe it's because you're righteous. I mean, don't get caught up in the why, but do get caught up in the who. Who are you, Jesus? You are the Redeemer. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. He has redeemed us from the curse. That means the Bible tells us he's given us his beauty. He's given us, um, he was wounded for our transgressions, our sin. He was bruised for our iniquity. That's our crookedness. He came to make my crooked places straight. He came to give me a new heart. Hallelujah. So I'm no longer trying to be good, but by the grace of God, he has taken what is crooked in me and given me a new heart, his righteousness, his very nature. Hallelujah. So that I, who was imperfect and, and sinful, have been by the grace of God made holy and pure so that I could be joined to the one that is pure and holy. Light can have no fellowship with darkness. So he came and he took away all my darkness and gave me his light, made me new. Hooray. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, which means whenever I'm struggling with anxiety or fear or worry, I have an opportunity to remind myself, hang on, that's part of the curse. As far as the curse is found, I have an opportunity to enforce the blessing because God has given it to me. Faith pleases God. F.F. Bosworth used to say that uh, faith begins where the will of God is known. We know it's the will of God that you walk in perfect peace because the Bible says he will keep you in perfect peace. His mind is stayed on him. And as we recognize what is the will of God and what is written, we can pick up the sword of the Spirit and in faith begin to say, no, no more let sin and sorrows grow. No more, no more let anxiety or fear rule my heart. 
No more let sin have domination over me, for I am no longer a slave to sin. I'm no longer a slave to fear. Fear, you have no right here in the name of Jesus. Go. I thank you, Lord, that I have the perfect love of God, which casts out all fear. I thank you, Lord, that you make a way of escape for me in every temptation. I thank you that it's no longer me who lives, but Christ who lives in me. And you can pick up the word of the Lord. I want you to imagine this. Imagine that you go to the shop. And you find something that you really wanted to buy, you really need, you really want, and it's marked down 75% off. That's nice, right? It's there, it's written. And you go to the counter, and the person behind the counter is thinking, I'm going I'm to charge them full price, and I'm going to pocket that money for myself. Imagine that, right? So you come up, so excited, here's my... 75% off jumper or whatever it is you're buying. And, um, and the clerk says, oh, that'll be whatever the, the full price was. Now, if you don't do anything, then you're just stuck. You've paid full price, though you don't have to. Or you can say, it is written. you know, that guilt and regret you feel, that's just the cross you're going to have to bear for the rest of your life because you deserve to live feeling guilty for the rest of your life. When it comes with a voice like that, you can say, it is written. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, for the law of the spirit of life has set me free from the law of sin and death. Hallelujah. When the enemy comes and, and, and gives a suggestion, well, I'm just, you're, you know, you've got this infirmity, you've got this sickness, you should just be glad that at least you're alive, you know, and that's just something, that's just your cross to bear. You'll just have to bear that. The Bible tells us that he heals all our diseases. So we have, we have a choice. We can go, oh, yeah, well, I'll just live with that. Or we can say, Far as the curse is found, far as the curse is found. I thank you, Father, that you came to deliver me far as the curse is found. Lord, I thank you that there no weapon formed against me shall prosper. By your stripes I am healed. It is written that by your stripes I was healed. So no, I'm not going to have it in the name of Jesus Christ. And I'm going to declare and decree those things that be not as though they are because this is my inheritance as a child of Abraham. You know, Luke chapter 10 verse 19 says, Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. All these precious promises are available to us. But we have to get up and stop allowing the enemy to trample over, over us and to try to make us believe that we're just hopeless victims that just have to live like this for the rest of our lives. Instead, the Lord says, as deep darkness covers the earth, arise.
Arise, shine, for the light has come. He tells us that we have been called to be the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. That is not just a positional thing. It is something that is an invitation waiting for your response. Far as the curse is found. When you start to recognize what the will of God is, And you start to look at who He is. Faith rises in our hearts. And as you practice it in the everyday things, when the bigger things come, it'll come out as an automatic response. I remember when uh, Jessica was uh, just in, I think, grade nine or grade eight in high school and she was um, playing basketball and I got a phone call from the school saying she's been knocked out she, um, playing basketball. She's, she's unconscious and fitting. I jumped in the car. I drove as fast as I could to the basketball court. I walked straight up and they're all around her. She was still unconscious. Her, her, her ear was all bruised from them trying to squeeze her ear to try to get some sort of reaction. And I just said, out of the way, in the name of Jesus Christ, Jessica, wake up. She's going to be fine in Jesus' name. No weapon formed against her prospects. I don't know what the teachers thought, but I'm like, this is my child. And she did. We went and had a CAT scan. Nothing wrong. She was at school the next day. And the teachers were like, what sort of parents are these? Jessica's like, no, I want to be here. Not even a headache. Far as the curse is found, far as the curse is found, we have an opportunity. Either, either we, we, we lie down and we accept what the enemy throws at us, or we allow faith to rise in our hearts. I've got story after story as the Lord has begun to teach me over the years of what it looks like to live in authority. I was married when we were 20 and we built our first home and you know, saved up to get a driveway. And then Tom planted these palm trees along the driveway. Now, I was not a fan of these palm trees. I would have preferred flowers because I like flowers. Anyway, he planted these palm trees. Then one day, a big storm came and knocked over one of the palm trees, like broke it off at the roots. And the roots were all broken off. and It was sideways on the ground. And he picked it up and he strapped it up. And I'm like, next morning, bang, it had fallen over again. And I'm like, well. And I was coming out of the front door about to to go somewhere. And the Lord said, speak to that tree. I went, I don't really want to. (laughs) He said, speak to that tree. All right, tree, live. It was, it was severed at the roots. Well, I drove past that place recently, probably 20 years later. There were three palm trees or four palm trees. There is one palm tree now that is literally twice the size of all the other palm trees, and it is that tree. This big Cuban royal and God, you know, I think you might be thinking, what's all that about? God wants us to recognize, he was trying to teach me 
that we have authority when we speak, what we speak life to, what we decree, God is on. And we need to be very careful with, the, with our lips to begin to exercise faith. Whatever we hear the Lord saying, whatever we see the Lord doing, whatever we read about the Lord doing and saying what we know to be the will of God, we need to start to exercise faith. Hallelujah. So I started to look at, at this concept of blessing and they're quite fascinating. That In Genesis chapter 12, it says here, Now the Lord said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family and from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who curse you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. In Deuteronomy chapter 3, it says, Blessed shall you be in the city. Blessed shall you be in the country. These are all declarations you can make. I oh, thank you, Lord. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the country. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body. Father, I thank you. I call my children blessed. Thank you, Lord. The produce of your ground and the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flocks. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. That is your work, what you do for work. You can, de you can decree the blessing. My work is blessed. Everything I put my hands to is blessed. It's the will of God. It is written. It's on the ticket. You can take it or you can just accept what the enemy wants to dish up, what he wants to deceive you with. It's an invitation requiring a response. Blessed shall you be when you come in. Blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise up against you. So it means that there, there is things that come against us. But he will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. If you'll do something about it. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses and in all to which you set your hand, he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself just as he has sworn to you. If you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways, then all the people of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord and they shall be afraid of you. And the Lord will grant you plenty of goods in the fruit of your body, in the increase of your livestock, and in the produce of your ground, in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. The Lord will open to you his good treasure, the, tr the heavens, to give you rain to your land in its season, and bless all the work of your hand. You shall lend to many nations and not borrow. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and not beneath. If you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today and are careful to observe them. But today, living under the new covenant, we are not um, obligated to fulfill all the letter of the law in order to receive the blessing. We simply repent, turn to God, receive the mercy of Jesus, and then step out in the blessing of God that we can have no part in earning. Or not. Or needlessly miss out on the banqueting table laid before us. You know, God's heart for us that we, is that we would 
prosper and be in health even as our souls prosper. He came to give life and life more abundant. It doesn't mean that we don't have trouble. But what it does mean is that you don't have to adopt a victim mentality of blaming everybody else for what's going on. Or, but you can step in into faith and begin to say, it is written. I'm going to pick up the sword of the Spirit and I'm going to activate it. Now, I, I'm excited actually to begin to look at this and unpack it. I've been reading about Jacob and I've been reading about Joseph and what it looks like when they've been unfairly treated, when they've been mistreated, when things have gone wrong, when they have instead turned to the Lord and the Lord has come through and blessed them supernaturally because He is good. God wants to do the exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask, hope or imagine, but God's given to us the authority to become to come into agreement with what he's saying and to begin to pick up the sword of the spirit which is the word of God and say it is written you know I believe that as um, the world has experienced so much God is inviting us to live in a different system where we would live with God as our head and our Lord, hearing what he's saying and then living in a holy confidence that will pick up his word and begin to use it for his name's sake. Hallelujah. What are you going to do with what you've been given? Joy to the world. The Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart Prepare him room and heaven and nature sing and heaven and nature sing and heaven and heaven and nature sing. When the angel announced that Jesus was born, he said, fear not. He announced the good news, great glad tidings of great joy. What is this great joy? The great joy is that you and I were being redeemed from the curse of the law by the one who became a curse for us so that we could become the righteousness of God and live free from sin, free from shame, free from fear and live in a holy confidence and an unbroken fellowship with God himself, living and moving on the earth in him as those that rule and reign with him. Under the blessing of God. 